617, respond to report of shots fired. The Coroner Talk podcast takes you behind the scenes with coroners, clinicians, and death investigators from around the world to provide training, news, and interviews from leading experts in the area of death investigation and scene management, bringing real stories and solid training together in one source. Now, here's your host, Darren Dake. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Coroner Talk, the only podcast in iTunes dedicated to the men and women working the field of death investigation. And here at the Corner Talk Studios, we are on the move. So what we're doing, last time I think I talked to you, I believe I said that this was going to be the last time in our old studio, and it was. Uh, I am coming to you now from our new studio. Now, the problem with this is we are in the middle of the move. We've had a few uh, construction issues that we have to expand upon, and so we are in the new office. There's a there's a picture on the on the post there of our new office pro, uh, production studio area, and I am recording from there. So it's not completely done because we've had a couple of setbacks, and the classroom, of course, will be done within a couple of weeks. So we've combined not only the academy training area, but also you know our quote, business office type thing, but also our video and audio recording, uh, we've expanded and got a lot more. So I'm there. So the sound may be a little bit different because not all of the treatment is up on the walls. And there's some things that, that might just sound different to you. So I apologize for that. But we are, uh, you know, we're growing and expanding. And well, I wanted to make sure that I touched base with you this week and gave you some things to consider and not leave you hanging, even though we are on the move and kind of in the middle of things. During our last show, I talked about a problem with communicating with family. And I think I had mentioned to you that I was consulting on a case where part of the problem was the coroner's office and the police department wasn't communicating with the mother. Well, since I talked about that show, or since I had that show and talked about that subject, I've had people reach out to me and I've learned that this, of course, goes on a lot more. I've had a lot of horrifying conversations with people where they have been sometimes years trying to find information out and the coroner's offices won't give them information. Now, again, I understand there are times we can't give everything out. There are things we can't say, at least in the beginning. But when it's done, it's done. Once the case is over. Now, some of these agencies I have found out are leaving cases in open status. And by leaving cases in open status, that means none or very restricted amount of information can be released because it's an open investigation. So obviously that means you don't want to get, you know, information out there that only the suspect would know or something that would uh, cause an investigation to go wrong or to go the wrong direction. And I get all of that. But leaving a case in open status just so the family can't find out information is wrong. Now, sometimes I have found that through these conversations this last week, some of the cases, there was mistakes made on the coroner's part or the medical examiner's office. Either way, there was mistakes made. Something was not done that should have been done. Something was not turned over. It may or may not have actually changed the case, but it was still a mistake. So to hide their mistake, they just left it in open status or they would just refuse to give the information. That is wrong. And then in other cases, the coroners just felt like I don't have to give this information away. Well, yeah, you kind of do. And most states have certain laws specifically for getting out information. 
and they all have to give out some information to certain parties. And in Missouri, once a case is closed, of course, all they have to do is request it based upon the Sunshine Law, and they can get that information, excluding photographs. However, it's the communication with the family that, that has caused this problem. Why don't we talk to family? Why is there a problem talking to family? Coroners, medical examiner, investigators, even the medical examiner himself, if a family wants to talk about their loved one's situation or case, you should talk to them. If there's information, uh, reports you can give them, give them. One case, they got the they got the report, and the report was pathetic at best. It had a couple of lines, and, and in fact, they even had the... Uh, the name of another decedent scratched out at the top and this person wrote the, uh, wrote over the top of that. And then there were some notes scratch on it. Like maybe they reused the different reporting or same reporting sheet on a different case. Well, there was controversy over that because not a lot of stuff was, was put out there and the uh, investigation things like that. Well, they subsequently after a couple of years got another report, but the re- other report was not the same. And, you know, they messed up and put the date on there as a current date. So two years later, they actually wrote the report, but they were trying to say it was a report from back then. And all that person got was the field notes. And that's not really the report. And it's just terrible. Don't lie to family. Be truthful. If you can't give it, tell them why you can't give it. But if you can give it, if you can talk to family, that's all they want is answers. Uh, you know, what if it was your child that was found dead somewhere? You want to know why they died, how they died? who may have been responsible, put yourself in their shoes. And many of you out there listening right now have been in that situation where you've had a loved one die and all you wanted was the basic of answers. And when they're not giving it to you, obviously at that point, you're going to start making up your own or you're going to start thinking, is there a cover up or what is going on? And so, you know, that's really been a a big issue this week. After I brought that up last week, opened that can of worms, so to speak. And has has really become a big issue. And we may have a couple of people uh, on the show in the future that actually will talk about some of the real cases that's happened to them. Uh, again, not as a way to throw that investigator or that police or that I mean, ME's office under the bus. And probably we'll try not to even mention who they are. It's not about who they are. It's about what occurred that occurs in a lot of places. So we can learn by those type of mistakes on what we need to do better. Now, one of the things that really came up through all of this was education, education, education. There's no consistency and there's no standardization. And most of the parents that I talked to, people that I talked to said, there's nothing standardized about how they do things. One corner can do it in one county and one can do it different in another county. Yes, that's going to continue to happen. But again, there needs to be some state and federal regulations of how death investigations are to go, how reports are to be made. And there is some of that. But as far as investigation protocols, it is case by case, county by county. And so I agree. Uh, You know me. I'm a big advocate in a little bit more standardization and structure. So we're going to get into that throughout the next few weeks and maybe get some people on the phone here or in the studio and talk about those type of situations. All right. So I want to remind you again in this in this short episode that uh, the two training classes that are coming up, people emailed me the other day and asked about our medical legal level one course. Now, I know I've mentioned it on the show and maybe I didn't mention it enough. So I want to make sure that I, I let some people know if you're interested in the medical legal death investigation level one, 
we are having it this year in the new facility. And it's a, it's a level one in March the, and October, and the level two is in July, and July has not been solidified yet for the dates, but the level two in July is going to have not only a clandestine grave location and dig, but also going to have entomology. So we're going to have an anthropology grave dig recovery and a live entomology project all at the same time. So, so we have four days worth of training. There's going to be a lot of field work, uh, a lot of experts here teaching us how to do those specific things. That's in July. That's level two. The dates aren't exactly set. We're between two different weeks. We're trying to get all the instructors on the same on the same page. But the medical legal level one, the classroom training level one, is March 19th through the 21st, 1921. It is in Cuba, Missouri. It's at our new facility. And of course, you'll be uh, well, the first class, actually, that will be in the new facility. So that'll be fantastic. And that'll be kind of inauguration type thing. So it'll be fun. And then, of course, in April 14th will be the next Medical Legal Death Investigation Online Academy. And we're doing some things to improve that, adding some worksheets and doing some things and uh, just trying to you know keep continue to improve it. We get excellent results from it now. We get a lot of great comments from the students that's went through it, that's currently going through it. Uh, of course, there's always room for improvement. You know, we, we put something out there. We ship the best we can, so to speak, and it is good. I've got a lot of great comments, but we can always improve, right? So we're going to improve. We're going to try to continue doing some changes that people have asked for. Yeah, there's some typos and spelling errors here and there. We're fixing those. There are a couple of small things like that. We're fixing those just to make your experience better. We're going to add some worksheets to to this next one coming up in April. It doesn't really change the course at all. You do have some, all the downloaded material is with the course now, the, the course that's currently going on, the January course. So no one's really losing anything, but we are definitely improving it. And so it's a Medical Legal Death Investigation Online Academy. You can find that at coronerschool.com. Again, coronerschool.com, not just for coroners, it's for police. We've had some private investigators go through it. It's anybody that wants to learn how to conduct a death investigation from receiving your initial call to arriving to investigating the cases. We talk about suicides, gunshots, stabbings, autoerotic, child, infant death, many, many different types of death you're going to run into. How to deal with agencies, how to deal with family, how to get information, how to write reports, how to go to court, how, how to do everything you need to know from start to finish. Let me rephrase that. Not everything you need to know. There's no way I can tell you everything you need to know. But it's certainly a good, not only basics, but it's kind of a basic intermediate uh, because you don't have to have, you don't have to be an investigator for five years to take the course. But if you've been an investigator for five years, you will benefit from the course. I know this because we've taught, they're taught once a quarter. We've taught three of these already, and we have experienced investigators saying that they have learned a lot is a fascinating course, and they either A, they learned some new stuff, B, it's reminded them some things they need to do. So it is definitely beneficial for you, even if you've been around for a while. Now, if you're brand new, never been an investigator, want to get started off right, this is a great course because not only is the course going to teach you how to do your job, it is approved by the American Board of Medical Legal Death Investigators. ABMDI. And when you print that certificate out that says you have taken a 40 hour course approved by ABMDI, it's, uh, all of the course lesson plans and all that stuff is Missouri Post approved, other states approved, and ABMDI. It's going to show that you're serious and that you have some form of education and knowledge when you're applying for a job. 
Now, obviously, you need to learn more. They've got some on-the-job trainings. They may want you to do some other stuff. But at least when you're applying, you're not coming from a, uh, from the fact that you don't know anything about, I don't even know what rigor mortis is. Can I have this job? No, obviously, you're going to know those things when you're done with this course. And if you already know them, then you're going to expand upon your skills. So great course. The Online Academy has been fantastic. I'm glad we put it together. It took us a long time to do it, but it is a fantastic, great course. So again, that starts April 14th. Uh, well, the next course, and then, of course, the MLDI Level 1 the classroom is March 19th. And you can find all of that at the website. You can go to coronertalk.com slash MLDI to find the uh, classroom, the Level 1 classroom, coronertalk.com forward slash MLDI, Medical Legal Death Investigation, right? MLDI. And then you can, the online academy, you can either go to the online training from our website or just go to coronerschool.com and you can find out all the training there. But of course, we have individual courses. You may not want the 40 hours. You may just need a few hours for your CEUs. You may also just want to take some courses on gunshots or stabbings. There's just some education. We have those in our e-learning side as well, individual courses, and they're there as well. And I invite you then to take advantage of all of those and anything else that you need in training-wise, let us know. We've got a lot of stuff coming down the board. i got some blood spatter uh, instructors that's going to be teaching on some online courses on blood spatter, uh, some of the photography. There's a lot of stuff that's coming down the works this year because we're in the new facility and we have a lot better bandwidth and broadcasting equipment and things that we can put these together virtually a little different. And so you're going to see a lot of new training coming out in 2018. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to make this move because everything is better, not only classroom, but also uh, in video training and bringing people in. You're going to be able to come to this academy location, either online or in person. And I can have instructors here and I've got some scheduled from all across the country, and they're going to come in virtually. we got big monitors, cameras. They can see you. You can see them. And it's almost like uh, an in-person experience because they are there. They are there. We'll talk back and forth to them. But they're just absolute, they just actually happen to be, you know, let's say in the state of New York, but yet you're talking to them here. You know, it's FaceTime on steroids. And so it's going to be fantastic to be able to teach classes this way and have guest instructors in. So you can find all of that stuff out, of course, at the Death Investigation Academy website and just keep track of us. And we're on the move. We're doing so much to try to improve things for you. Okay, I've got one more thing that I want to remind you of, and then I'm going to get out of here and let you all go on with your day. And short episode, I know I just need to get some information out. Uh, and during this move, obviously, it's been harder to put a a longer episode together because we've been trying to do this and move and we got a few days behind. So, but one last thing I want to tell you about is the, of course, the new book code is out. This is based on true events. It covers police officers, dispatchers, firefighters, coroners, uh, and it talks about real life events that has occurred, real stories, real death cases or tornadoes and things that's really happened and how people reacted to them, how the, uh, EMS personnel or police reacted to them and what are some things that can be done to help protect not only our mental health, but protect our family and protect our finances. And it's not a boring book. It's not about a, a, a woo woo type of psychology, but it's real life cases where people have talked about. There's one in there that's very, very uh, strongly, uh, well, it's emotional. There's some, some stories that you'll get emotional over, over one, uh, one police officer talks about how 
his uh, partner, not actually his partner, partner, but somebody he worked with in his, in his department that they knew each other for years and they worked together for years, committed suicide and how he struggled with that and, and how he came very close to committing suicide himself because of that. And he gets very raw and real um, with the dispatchers that are taking the calls of car accidents and realizing that it is a very, very close relative who have died and they thought that when they went through their when they took the call, but they thought, well, that you know, that's a one chance in a million. There's no way that that's her, but it was. And what what the fallout was that? And of course, we've got a story of how an affair between police officers broke up a marriage and how it got restored. And there's there's things that you will relate to somewhere. And of course, we've got some great endorsements from those. We've got people all across the country, big endorsers that have read this book and influencers that says, yes, we, this book is a long overdue. And it's an easy read. It's a fun read. It's broken into several sections. You know, there's a fire section. There's a police section. There's a 911 dispatch section. There's a coroner section. Uh, and so every one of those has stories in each one. And it is just a great book. It was a fun, fascinating thing to work on. You can find that book at thinlinecode.com. You know, we got the thin lines, right? The reds, the blues, the golds, the blacks. Thinlinecode.com takes you to the landing page. You can order the book from there. I invite you to do so. You will not be disappointed in this book. It's on Amazon as well, of course, but thinlinecode.com is going to be your best value and your best way to order it. So anyway, with that said, I want to let you go for today. Again, I thank you very, very much for being a loyal listener. I thank you for tuning in. And if it's your first time, stick around for three episodes. You're going to find a fit. Uh, and I, I, I appreciate the job that you do and the benefits that you all make to the death investigation field. And I say every week, be a blessing to somebody. Find a way to bless the world. Find a way to bless your family. And it will always, always come back to you tenfold. Until next week, everybody. Be safe. Thanks for listening to Coroner Talk, a DSPN media production. Visit our website at coronertalk.com. And be sure to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash coroner training. 3617-1024 scene on route to morgue.